Hey, what's up? Cody Birch here. Welcome back to the Cody Builds a Business podcast and our special series on alternative traffic sources. Today, we talk with Ben from his YouTube channel, Wad Prep, and awesome conversation, awesome guy doing uh, a lot of stuff in the YouTube organic space. So unlike me, where I have to go typically go pay for ads and go pay for exposure and pay for traffic to my website, Ben has been using YouTube for years to create awesome content. And what I really like about this interview today is he and I brainstorm some ideas of what he knows and how it might apply to my business. It's a great excuse to have a podcast. If you're thinking about it, it gives you a chance to talk to really interesting people like Ben and then brainstorm some evil schemes on what their expertise might mean for you. So I really enjoyed the conversation. He dishes on how he got started and how he grew his YouTube channel. And like I said, we even brainstormed some ideas of what this might look like for me and my own little teeny tiny baby YouTube channel that I'm going to be working on growing here in the years to come. So enjoy this conversation on how to use organic YouTube to get more traffic with Ben from WattPrep. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Hey, before we go to the interview today, I wanted to make sure you knew about my newest workshop. It's called the Laidback Launch Workshop, and it's something that I am really, really proud of because when you go to launch your next program, course, membership, mastermind, whatever it is, you can get kind of bogged down in the details. And the temptation is to go ahead and build the thing and plan a big launch and get JVs and affiliates. And it's actually the opposite of that that I teach in the Laidback Launch Workshop. We talk about how to validate your idea before you even build it, how to get your first few customers, and how to build social proof and momentum towards a big spotlight launch in the future should you choose to do that. So to check out the Laidback Launch Workshop, just go to codybirch.com slash laidback. Now, welcome to the show, my friend, Ben. Ben, how you doing today, man? What's up, Cody? How's it going? It's going awesome. Thanks for jumping on the podcast today where we're talking all about alternative traffic strategies. And we're I'm interviewing people just like you that are getting traffic to their leads and their sales and their offers, but they're not using Facebook ads, at least not primarily. And you shared with me, you've got a couple of ways that you're driving traffic that are outside of Facebook ads, which causes you to sleep very well at night, not worried about what's going on with the shenanigans and Facebook and Apple and things like that. But before we dive into your strategies, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and the types of clients that you serve. Yeah, so my name is Ben Jawalski. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Wad Prep. And most people are like, man, that is a terrible name for a company because I don't know what it means. Well, that's because you're not in my niche. Uh, so Wad Prep is a company that helps CrossFitters get better at CrossFit. So if you, you probably, listener, you know someone who is wildly obsessed with CrossFit and won't shut up about it. Um, those are the people that I help. I help them get better at CrossFit, um, which not only helps them become more fit, but it helps them uh, have more fun in their sport and their sport tends to be CrossFit. So it's what a lot of, whether it's washed up college athletes like myself or uh, just people who who want to do something that isn't just lifting, uh, doing bicep curls, going for runs at the gym, people will fall in love with that, that thing called CrossFit. And anyway, Wad Prep was founded to help people get better at it. And that is what I do. And what are some ways that you do that? Coaching, memberships, courses? What's your business model like? Yeah, so we initially started with courses. And that's the primary revenue generator still to this day. Recently, over the past about 18 months, we have a membership as well that provides like daily workouts and a sense of community, which has been great, especially during 
the pandemic, a lot of people are lacking that in-person community. So that's really taken off for us. And then we also have one-on-one coaching. So that's kind of like the apex. That's like the peak level of the WOD prep experience. Uh, you could pay you know, roughly $400 a month and get a one-on-one coach from the WOD prep team. That'll basically be, you know, uh, it's like telehealth, except it's teleworkouts where they'll, they'll teach you everything and, and answer all of your fitness questions and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's, that's our, our offering. It started with courses. Then we have some membership and one-on-one coaching as well. That's awesome, man. We, I'm, I'm one of the guys, I definitely know CrossFitters. I, I saw the name of your company and I, I assumed that it was a CrossFit related uh, brand. And I'm the, I'm not a washed, I'm a washed up high school athlete. How's that? And, hey, that uh, works too. <laughs> and I've never done it. I've never done CrossFit. My, the, then the tape in my head is I'm going to hurt myself and I'm going to, I'm going right. to be laid up in bed for a week. Uh, if I did a power clean, like I did when I was 18. Sure. Um, and so I'm, I, uh, I've yet to, maybe this conversation will encourage me. Hey, go find a, go find a gym or go find a box. I think is they're called. And, uh, yeah. and do a workout and, and don't kill yourself and and don't try to set a new PR on deadlift and don't do an overhead yep. snatch yep. unless you're really limbered up. Sure. Um, maybe start with the PVC pipe. That's what I, that's what I'm you, telling myself. Man, maybe you find a broom you got it down. Oh, all right. Well, I, I've got some of the stuff I, during COVID, obviously all the gym shut down. It's like, I need to, what's something heavy. I was like a box of kitty litter. Like, can I fill up a <laughs> big old gallon thing of water? Can I put all my books in my, in my, in my rucksack and like make mm-hmm. a really heavy bag to put on my, my back. And that was so rough to, I wore through like five pairs of shoes, just walking around my neighborhood, trying to burn calories. Cause the gyms yeah. were closed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exciting for what you do. Obviously super rabid fan base. A lot of marketing teachers will say, Hey, like, is there a passionate group of people that love the world that you're in. And for me, it's funnels. And so there's like this, you know, it's click funnels community of like crazy internet marketers that are so passionate about lead generation. I'm like, cool, I'll go serve that market. And yep. you found that market too. Obviously CrossFitters are some of the most passionate people about their specific sport and their hobby and their interests that Absolutely. exist on the planet. So kudos to you for serving that market. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a member of that market or at least a former member of the market having, I used to own a CrossFit gym. I eventually sold it to follow my wife around the world. She's in the uh, US Navy. So that kind of like forced me into online entrepreneurship where it's like, well, I need to do something. I don't want to have a real job and it needs to be completely location independent. So I guess the internet works. Um, and and then also a follow-up just because I feel like I have to say it. So that exact stigma of like, I'm afraid I'm going to get injured. It's way too hardcore for me, that kind of thing. That's exactly what the, the plans of WAD prep are moving forward. I want to help build a bridge between that stigma and then what I feel like CrossFit actually is, which is what my uncles and aunts do at 66 years old. They're going to the CrossFit gym every morning and getting a great workout. So it's like, I'm trying to de demystify that whole, like, oh, this is only for super hardcore, intense people uh, and make it less of a cult and more of a wel- welcoming environment. But anyway, that's the that's for the next podcast call once we've come up with that product. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. That sounds great, man. Well, yeah. So let's talk, let's talk business stuff and, and lead gen stuff. So just give me a real quick overview of the business. Uh, I know right when you go to the, the landing page that I was looking at when they go to wadprep.com, it's an opt-in for kind of a morning routine to prepare for their CrossFit workouts. That was the impression I got. Sure. Walk me through your funnel real quick at a high level. Like what do we if we had traffic, what do we want to point them towards and get them to do? The number one best business advice that I ever received, who I don't even remember who it was from, is control your audience's eyeballs, aka build an email list. That was a, the first piece of advice. I'm sure it was Ramit Sethi and a mix of other gurus that are like, you got to build your email list. Uh, probably Jeff Walker's launch uh, book also taught me a lot about that. But 
from the get-go, I didn't even start selling products until I had an email list of like 10,000 people. That's because I was like so afraid to sell things. Uh, and secondarily, I just realized like, hey, I need to focus on value and giving value and building this email list because I know if I have a big email list, I will succeed. And that's basically everything that we do organically, uh, which is basically everything we do. Everything we do organically is is to gain awareness and eventually get someone to sign up for our email list for some sort of free treat that we offer them. That's it. Super simple. Every piece of content I release drives people to some form of landing page that gets people to join our email list. And then when they're on our email list, I don't just spam them. I give them lots of really valuable tips and information. And then obviously on the back end of uh, that valuable tips and information on probably a monthly basis, I'm running some, some sort of new product launch or campaign or promo to sell them our online courses, our membership, or our one-on-one coaching. And that's it. Um, ultimately, it's it, the whole goal of the business, the entire, I guess we'll call it funnel, is release really good free content at the top of the funnel. Make sure that that free content has some sort of call to action that is juicy and sexy so that someone is willing to download uh, 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 that piece of free training and sign up for our email list. And then once they're on our email list, I make sure to give them really good value and offer compelling products that they might be interested in. And that that is our funnel in a nutshell. Awesome. And Facebook ads are not a big part of your strategy, right? No. Uh, and actually, it's it's so funny. It's always been like on my to-do, like you should get into that Facebook ad stuff. But the only Facebook ads we ever really run are just kind of to add fuel to the fire of a launch. So we just recently wrapped up a nutrition program launch that we ran for a week. And we ran some retargeting on top of that. But it's never... Uh, Facebook ads could completely go away tomorrow and the business would remain very much unchanged. All right. So here's the point where you tell me, how's that? How does that work? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Everybody's dying. Like, okay, that's that's crazy. What, yeah. what do you mean? Where does your traffic come from? So our traffic, I like to say it's, we have a, a multi-legged stool. So you don't want to have a, a one-legged stool. Your whole business come toppling over or, or fall, fall down. Yep. So we have four different pillars that we get traffic from. We have YouTube, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, and we have our blog. All four of those platforms, we release content on consistently, and all four of those platforms send us thousands of email subscribers every single month. So let's just walk through, I guess I'm trying to think of what's the best way. It's hard to do uh, all, like if somebody was just starting out saying, hey, good news, release organic content okay. on four platforms. You're like, ah, no. that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> which one of those is your, let's just, we can go one by one, but what's yeah. your main, what's, which one's your main source of traffic? So let me, I'll actually explain how, so main source of traffic is, is difficult because mm -hmm. it all depends on like the ebbs and flows, just like there's ebbs and flows in, in, in paid traffic. There isn't on the organic side too. Like sometimes you'll have Facebook, which changes their algorithms all the time. And at one point, actually, when I was starting WadPrep, I was able to figure out what made Facebook click. So I was able, like I, I could systematically create viral. So I was making viral videos on a weekly basis and, and almost every single one of them would get hundreds of thousands of views. And that was kind of like the spark that 
created wad prep and then once i had built facebook up then i like started youtube because i felt like it was a good thing to do and then i like started an instagram like 2 years later or something like that cuz i hate instagram but i started one anyway and now of course youtube and instagram are probably our biggest traffic generation sources more so than facebook but it used to be facebook so if i was starting today from scratch i very much would ask where is your audience? It doesn't matter if, if, if Instagram is the hot thing or TikTok is the hot thing. If your audience is not there and you can't share information with them on that platform in a reliable manner that would make them want to actually engage with you, then it doesn't matter. So luckily for me, CrossFitters are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. They're reading blogs on the internet. So all four of those uh, legs, all four of those pillars work well for us. However, if I was going to start from scratch tomorrow, like if everything was a race and I had to start completely from scratch, I'd probably go all in on the YouTube bandwagon simply because YouTube um, is a lot less, I guess, there's a lot less ebb and flows. There's, there, it's not, they're not changing their platform on a daily basis. You might be viral one day and then not the next. YouTube is a lot more predictable and you can kind of like, you can kind of create your own TV show there. So um, I would, I would invest my time and energy more on YouTube. And what's good about YouTube is it kind of doesn't matter what what sort of information you're trying to convey. Everyone knows that they can get that information on YouTube. So automatically, um, because you're also using the power of Google, automatically you're you're able to just start keywording. Like if someone wants to learn how to do a double under, which is a specific jump rope movement for CrossFit, if you search that, you're going to find a ton of stuff from Wad Prep because we've made a whole bunch of videos that say how to do double unders, <laughs> you know. And it's just like it's very simple. It's it's not like it's not uh, very complicated. It just you need to do it consistently and you need to do it effectively. And I think that's where a lot of people may be coming from the paid traffic side of things. You can't just like say here's money now give me traffic. It's yeah. more of like, no, you have to make sure your information is good. You have to make sure that you convey that information clearly and effectively. And then you have to do it really freaking consistently. But yeah. if you can do those three things, then you will succeed. It's not going to happen overnight, but it definitely will happen in the long run. Yeah, I want to talk about the how-to category of YouTube content. Cause even this morning, somebody in my membership, which is called the fam, it's, it's helping people using funnels and ads to grow their business. She commented, uh, how do you install your Facebook or your, uh, your Facebook pixel? There I go again. How do you install your Pinterest tag, which is like a pixel on your click funnels page? I was like, I don't know, but I'm gonna go Google it and I'll tell you. And all of a sudden I feel like an expert because I know how to do that via a help article from Pinterest's articles or whatever. And so in my head, I have a, a handful of YouTube videos at the moment and it's allegedly one of my top strategies for this year, but I haven't been able to put as much time in it. Mm -hmm. I have so many, like I know how to do so many things as it relates to my expertise, how to put your pics on your thank you page, how to set up audiences in Facebook, how to track your conversions, the five key metrics every every lead magnet needs to be paying attention to, mm -hmm. how to optimize your funnel page for opt-ins above the fold, and then a thousand other ideas. And so sometimes I watch people think of content they wanna make or a blog post they wanna write, 
And you're right. It does come down to like, you could go post that on your Instagram story and maybe you should do that, but it's, it's disappearing. It goes away after a day and all that work you spent on that how to thing, that helpful nugget of information is now gone. Even with Facebook, you can't search. You, you, I don't think you can search or not well, at least no. a video I shot two years ago about how to do X, Y, Z, but that should obviously live on YouTube where people do indeed go to search. How do I set up my infusion soft with my click funnels? Well, I've done that a couple thousand times. I could shoot mm-hmm. that video in four minutes and, and that really helped people, which would help me get discovered, hopefully build some goodwill and some momentum. Say, Hey, I like this guy. He breaks down these hard CrossFit, you know, CrossFit moves in your case. Um, in a way that I really like and understand. Well, what's wadprep.com? Like, how does that work? Exactly. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Like, that's how I would like to use YouTube for myself. I'd, I'm not going to be entertaining. I'm not going to do an unboxing YouTube channel where I open up <laughs> toys and play with Are you Legos sure you don't want to play video games? It would be pretty decent <laughs> if I could make money. My kids are all like, they realize that that's a career where people are making, some people are making a lot of money opening toys and playing with uh-huh. Lego and building Minecraft castles and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so no, I don't want to do that. Uh, but um, I do want, let's be honest. I would like to make money playing playing video games. Um, <laughs> is that kind of, is that part of your content? Because it's not, maybe not, doesn't have to be, what I'm trying to say, Ben, is some people are like, well, I'm not that interesting or I'm not that my day's not that interesting or like I don't have a lot of uh, really thoughtful thought leadership ideas about the philosophy of CrossFit and movement as it relates Neither to our. And it's like, dude, time out. Do you know how to do it? Can you do the double under? Can you show somebody how to connect yeah. a Facebook pixel to a ClickFunnels page? Maybe yeah. make that your content approach to get discovered. So totally talk about so, that. Is we on the same page? Yeah, we're definitely on the same page. So there's a couple of things I want to unpack there. The first so that I don't forget it, is you mentioned the, the time frame uh, on which the content is valuable. Um, that is something that I, I don't want anyone to overlook. If they're like leaning like, hmm, should I go with Instagram or should I go with YouTube? I'll put you this way. I, I know a couple, couple friends who are starting businesses or who have been running businesses for multiple years, uh, and they've put hours, hour, years probably of, of effort on to Instagram to build, you know, 10, 15,000 person Instagram followings. The amount of effort that they put in to build that sort of following on Instagram, where you always have to be inputting new information if you want to stay relevant. If they spent that same amount of time on YouTube, they would have a multi hundred thousand person YouTube channel that would be getting thousands, tens of thousands of views every single day. Right now, while we're talking, Cody, you and I sitting here, there are thousands of people watching my YouTube videos that I created years and years and years ago. There's actually one from like five years ago where I have a mohawk that my wife shaved into my head that I just like decided to, hey, I'll go shoot a video. What the heck? I have a mohawk. It's my most popular video of all time now. And and every single day, thousands of people watch that video. And I, it only took me an hour to make five, six years ago. So what I'm trying to say is like, you have to make sure that whenever you're producing, when it, when you're spending time, don't just think about the time spent creating the content. Also think about how long does that content live and stay relevant on whatever platform you're releasing it. And for that reason, that's why I'm so bullish on YouTube. I don't have to release as much content on YouTube to keep that flywheel spinning. You know, we have over 100,000 YouTube followers. And I know that every couple weeks or so, I can release a new video. It'll get a bunch of views and it's just going to keep my channel relevant. And I know that every single day when people type in how to do butterfly pull-ups or how to do double-unders, 
they're going to find wad prep and they're going to watch the video. Uh, and then they're, they're going to go down that rabbit hole that you said, where it's like, hmm, wow, this guy explains really cl- clearly. I really like, you know, how we presented this. Let me go check out his other videos. And then all of a sudden they're a subscriber and then they're on my email list and then they're a customer. Um, so yeah, that's, that's like the long meandering, uh, yes answer to what you just said is, is think about how, how long that piece of content that you can easily whip out quickly how long will it live on the platform? If I go spend an hour making a, an Instagram story, it's gone in less than 24 hours, which is really, really annoying. But if you make an hour, take an hour to make a, a pretty decent YouTube video, especially if it's on the right kind of topic and you explain it to the right people in the right way, you, you can't just make any video. But if you explain the topic that you know clearly in a clear way, to the right sort of audience, like CrossFitters know that I'm making content for them because I'm using all of their terminology or in the, we're on the same team. But if, if you're making content for funnel hackers and they're all, you know, wearing their click funnel shirt and, 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 and doing funnel hacking things, then they will know that they're in the right place and they're going to fall in love with your videos. And then they're going to live there for years and years to come. So that's, yeah, that's my long answer of yes, you're right. Yeah, that's, I've been enjoying this series of talking to people with their different traffic strategies, and and I don't I don't hold one above the other because I really think people should be using their traffic strategies that align with their talent stack. Like, what are you good at? Totally. You good on video? You good at talking? You good at teaching? Do you have a demonstrable skill like CrossFit? Or I honestly think funnel funnel building is a demonstrable skill. There's lots of little pieces. There's things that change all the time. So I need to be making more how to content. Uh, do you love writing? Do you love whatever? And mm-hmm. one of the things, so I, I kind of throw stones. At other ones, like we've already kind of thrown tiny little stones at Instagram stories, but some people make, I had a, a woman on the show tell me how much money she made in her last launch with Instagram stories and how it was amazing and mm-hmm. opened up all these DMs and one-on-one conversations and oh, yeah. her wait list and they bought her product. So obviously all these different traffic strategies work, but there's a couple of them that stand out above the others based on what you just said about how long is that content relevant? And so I got to throw one medium-sized stone at uh, Clubhouse. It's this new social media app, Clubhouse. And why it hasn't clicked for me yet is it's all live in the moment uh, radio. So if you and I were doing this, we'd have this chat. People would listen to our talk or, or they wouldn't. Uh, and then it goes away. And that's it. It's not recorded. You can't search it later. It's not relevant a year from now. It's not relevant the moment you hang up. It's not relevant the moment somebody logs on and they miss the last five minutes of what we said because they missed that part and it's not recorded. So to me, I think, hmm, and you phrased it really brilliantly, Ben, if you had an hour, for example, you could do an Instagram story, host a room on Clubhouse that is going to disappear instantly or create a relevant YouTube video or, or some other type of content. I'm also, I'm assuming you're kind of bullish on blog posts for that same reason. It lives out there for a while and can stay relevant. And you can also integrate your YouTube videos onto your blog post. And we can talk about that next, but it's, yeah, I want us to make the most of our time. All of us are busy. We all have these big goals. We have this opportunity to help people with our skill set and this call to contribution. And if you're spending all this time on disappearing content, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, 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 no, I know you and I are on the same page, but... Totally. It's like the disappearing content, like, like don't get me wrong. We utilize the heck out of Instagram stories and we have made multiple tens of thousands of dollars of revenue doing exactly what... Uh, it seems like the a person you recently interviewed has done, which is like you you make a post, you add some scarcity, you get into the DMs, and then you can like you can have literal conversations with real human beings to convert them to customers, which is a little bit harder on YouTube. Like the key to YouTube is I'm not launching 
from YouTube, right? You can actually launch from Instagram. Like you can sell directly from Instagram. It's a little right. bit more difficult, I think, from YouTube. But but if your goal is to build an email list and and build an email list consistently, I would rather be placing bets and and making spending time and energy on things that are evergreen rather than things that well, I spent three hours a day on Instagram and I got to do it again tomorrow if I want to stay relevant. And it's just like, it can be a part of your strategy. It's just like, especially for those who are like just coming over to, I need to start getting some organic traffic to my offers and and to my email list. Then I would just say, Hey, if you're going to invest time, you might want to try out a few different things, but always err on the side of, will this still exist a month from now, a year from now? Will it what what I'm lucky to have in, in my industry is like, I don't have software updates on how to do pull-ups, hmm. right? Like I don't have, there's not new API integrations for how to spin a jump rope twice and jump at the same time, right? Like, like these are, these are very physical things that aren't changing. So especially if you're in an industry where you can just go and say, I'm going to make the best video on how to do a push-up ever those fundamentals will almost never change. So what's great is that video will be relevant forever until people are, aren't doing pushups anymore, you know? Yep. So yep. until we're all robots and you don't need to know how to do pushups. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's kind of like the high level overview here is like, it, well, I can't necessarily say, oh, it's going to apply to absolutely everyone. Sure. But I can say the more you, you chew on, will this content exist? For a long time and if it will i should probably make that content really good and invest a little bit more time and energy because i know that it's going to exist five six seven years down the road i probably would not have gone into the gym with a mohawk had i known that that video would be my most popular video but hey maybe that's why it's the most popular video but ultimately it's like invest the t- a little bit of extra time and energy to make your content really good and also make it stand the test of time and then all of a sudden you're setting yourself, you're like laying bricks to build a really solid traffic foundation. And I know that like, I haven't released a YouTube video in a couple of weeks, but we're still getting, you know, hundreds and hundreds, every single day, hundred plus organic new email subscribers that automatically get dripped into an automatic autoresponder that sells them things. And it's just like, this is a business that will only continue to grow as our traffic continues to grow. And I don't have to like run around with it like a chicken with my head cut off if one algorithm changes or one uh, paid traffic strategy changes, it's kind of, it's way more consistent and reliable um, over the long run. At least that's what it's, it seemed like for us. Yeah. And you bring up another good point around, I just think sometimes people look at YouTube, they look at it, they look at it wrong. They look at it to be an influencer. They look at it to be a day in the life or like a, a vlog of their interesting uh, shenanigans that they're up to throughout the day. And, uh, and that's an interest. That's, that's fine. And my kids like those shows and I watch some of those channels as well. Um, but to take your entrepreneurial mindset of saying, how can I get the attention with YouTube specifically in this, in this example, and then apply some entrepreneurial principles to be able to generate a list so I can then serve those people with something that I own because sure, you're not subject to API changes of how to do pushups and things like that. But if YouTube ever were to go away or God forbid you got accidentally banned or kicked off the platform, your email list will continue to allow you to function and serve people with your products and your courses and your services. So walk me through that just in the last few minutes we have here. How do you uh, make that handoff, I guess, between relevant, interesting, helpful content on YouTube 
Cause I don't see a lot of people doing this next part, which you've mastered is now get them onto my email list. Do you yeah. put it in the description? Do you put it in the video? How do you, what's your strategy there to build your email list with organic YouTube? Totally. So I'll start with um, the first and most important thing I'd say is I don't want you to hold anything back in the free content. Like it's so funny. A lot of, and I know when I was first starting on YouTube, I was like, well, I can't give them my best tips. They got to pay for those tips. And that's actually the, the opposite way uh, of doing it. Give your best stuff. Be as helpful as you possibly can in like a 10 to 12 minute window. And then allow that in, incredible coaching that you've given in those 10 to 12 minutes. That is the perfect way to get, now convert someone to an email subscriber. So when I make a, I'll, I'll use a specific example. Let's do pull-ups. If I make a basically a 10 ish minute video. And this is another one of our most popular videos, how to do pull-ups. So I make this whole video, I lay it all out on the line and people are like, wow, I'm learning so much. This is incredible. They could go on their own and follow all the steps and get the results and that's fine. And they didn't give me a single cent. However, at the end of the video, I'm like, Hey, if you like this video and you, you think you want to learn pull-ups I actually have a step-by-step training program that I'd love to give you for free. So it takes all the information in this video and it makes it even easier to follow. If you want that, go to wadprep.com slash pull-ups and I'll send it to your email, right? Like, boom, that's the, like, that's usually my sign off. That's in the description of the video. I sometimes add it to the beginning of videos too, and that's it. So I've given them incredible content, really well thought out content on how to do pull-ups they, they know, like, and trust me by the end of this video. And then I'm just saying, hey, do you want to make this even easier for you? Don't worry. I put together something completely free. Just go here, enter your name and email, and I'll send it straight to you. And then boom, it's, a, it, it's like clockwork. Every single video I make, it doesn't matter whether it's for pull-ups or snatches or deadlifts or whatever. I, I'm always like, hey, do you want something that's even easier to understand? I have this small little step-by-step training guide, or I have a a one week example programming template, or I have here are, are five daily habits that I do every single morning to set myself up for a healthy day. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Like these, these lead magnets are super easy. They're not crazy polished. They're not like these mega juggernaut bits of information. It's just like a five to 10 minute piece of information. That's like a bonus accessory to what they've already consumed. And people will download that like crazy. I mean, I have people who literally come to my website and they'll download like 13 lead magnets <laughs> in a 10 minute window. And man, that complicates things if you try to get too fancy on the back end. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, in the email autoresponder side right. of things, but it, it just it just goes to show how like when you give people uh, a, a simple offer like, hey, you want to learn how to do XYZ? I, I put together like a simple five-step process. You can go download it here for free. Um, if not, no worries. Like I'm not pressuring them. They're just like, oh, wow, yeah, this, I want more of this. This is great. And then they go download it. So that's it. Uh, and then the one thing is like, I always, I don't just have one catch all lead magnet. I know that's like, that's definitely the easiest way to do it. Where it's like, if you're always talking about one thing, you can just send people to the same lead magnet. I use what I think I learned from like Brian Harris from Video Fruit back in the day. He always talked about like content upgrades like I make very specific lead magnets. So if you're watching a video on how to do double unders, it's not like go to my website to learn to get better at CrossFit. No, right? It's 
I have a step-by-step training program that I want to give you for free about how to do double unders. And it's perfect if you just watch this video, go download it here. So it's like, it's a, it's a, an exact content upgrade. It's not just a general lead magnet. And I, while that's more work, if you simplify it and you, and again, you don't spend too much crazy time developing these lead magnets, try to make more congruent content upgrades. You're going to see your email list grow a lot faster than just making a very specific video and then trying to send them to a very broad email list opt-in. That's that's like the one like little caveat that I think helped us a lot in our email list growth. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying these conversations because I always walk away with ideas and some know-how and some encouragement on on ways to move my business forward and grow my business. And I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking I've got a ton of lead magnets. I might I, we, don't to, we don't need to compare lead magnets, uh, but I got a lot. <laughs> I got a lot. Um, and and I'm thinking if I were to dive more into this organic YouTube. Uh, strategy, like for example, a recent lead mag that I created that's doing really well is the Facebook audience checklist. And it is all the Facebook audiences that I use every time I start a new ad campaign in any niche in any, no matter what I'm selling, I go into the ad account, I set up these audiences first. So really high value of people perceive that I'm some successful Facebook ad entrepreneur person. They want to know what audiences, kind of the behind the scenes, here's how I do it. And so I could take, I think there's maybe 29 audiences on that checklist. I could take one of those and say, hey, here's how to do this one. This is a lookalike to your email list audience. By the way, I've got 29 other ones. So you might want to go get, get the checklist over here, but here's how to do this one. And it's a, it's a, it's something that they might search. Like how do I set it or the best audiences for Facebook or the best audiences yeah. for Facebook ads or how to create a lookalike audience off an email list or how to upload my email list into Facebook ads manager. Those are some things that people are probably looking for. And YouTube is a great place, but they're definitely looking for it. And YouTube is definitely the place they're going to look at that because it's a very visual, like I can't really write a blog post about it. I can't teach you over the phone, but I can for sure record my screen and show you how to upload totally. an email list. Um, and so I've got the lead magnets and I can then splinter the the points of the thing that that lead magnet does into relevant, searchable, high value content, all leading to that lead magnet. And then that's exactly. 30 videos I could just make that, that we just invented. And another one called the course launch checklist. And then there's almost a mind mapping. If you download the course launch checklist, you might also want to know how to do a, a, a laid back launch and how to uh, you know, film your course and how to organize your course and how to validate your course idea. Those are all uh, relevant topics that are on that course launch checklist. So those are my takeaways. I hope people listening have a bunch of takeaways as well. Uh, any final thoughts, I guess, with all the uh, knowledge bombs you just dropped all over me and people listening? Oh, man. Final takeaways. <laughs> um, I would. I think one of the most overlooked aspects of the organic content side of things is consistency. It's very easy. Or... <laughs> I, I can't say it's very easy, but like I know, I know specifically because of other friends that I know in business, they they know that with paid traffic, they can go in with a specific budget and like boom, they got traffic. Yep. With whether their content is good or not, they're like they pay for it, it happens, right? On the organic side of things, don't overlook the quality. Like view yourself as a craftsman when you're making this content. It doesn't have to be fancy. Right, some of my best videos I edited myself way back in the day. They're ugly, but the actual content that it's conveying is done in a succinct manner that people really uh, resonate with. So, for those who are looking to pursue organic content, just make sure that like it's good content. If it's good content, when I say good, that's in the eyes of the beholder. So, make sure that it's good content for the very for the specific audience that you're trying to serve. 
whether that's 100 people in the world or 100 million people, as long as it's good content for the audience that you're trying to serve, you can really do well organically. It just needs to be consistent. You need to keep taking swings and eventually you'll hit a couple home runs. Once you hit a couple home runs, just like I did way back in the day on Facebook, I had a couple. Of, I had a video get 600,000 views overnight and I was like, why did this happen? And then I just kept doing that same style of video until it, there was no more juice left to be squeezed. But that kickstarted my entire business. So like when you notice things that that do well because you focus really, really strongly on creating great content, some of that content will exceed your expectations. Figure out how to do more of that. So do more of what works and do it consistently. That's ultimately my, my big lesson for organic content. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. And where can people go to find out more about what you're up to? So we are, or I am, Wad Prep uh, on all the different accounts, uh, except Twitter. I don't tweet. Um, but uh, youtube.com slash Wad Prep, W-O-D-P-R-E-P, Facebook, Instagram, uh, again, www.wadprep.com. Um, if you still type www, that's kind of weird, but I, I said it anyway. Um, you and that's got the HTTP, HTTPS colon <laughs> backslash backslash. Yeah, hey, our website's secure. I did that <laughs> once. Um, yeah, I, and I'm happy to, if anyone ever wants to, if you want to like get in contact with me directly, honestly, probably Instagram DMs is like one of the few channels that I actually still check. Um, you can always message me there. Let, let me know that you heard me on this podcast and I'm happy to help you with any questions you have about organic traffic or content or anything like that. But ultimately, uh, you can go through a couple of our funnels. If you go to our YouTube, um, you'll probably see a video and you can follow that funnel all the way through and just see what kind of emails you get sent. And you can do your the, the whole funnel hacking thing. And I'm happy to help uh, anyone with anything, especially if it's CrossFit related. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's great, man. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. I'm going to go YouTube uh, you and find out what a butterfly pull-up is and then see if I can go pull off some of those at the gym today. So thanks again it looks for coming like, on the show. It looks like a demon swinging around on the pull-up bar. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so it's horrific, but it, it actually is a very efficient way to get your chin above the bar. All right, cool. I'm gonna, I want people to to run in horror when they see me attempting a, a, a demon-style pull-up. So we'll You see. will be judged heavily, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Mel. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. All right, everybody.